Wall fans, Common Sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to another very exciting edition of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, uh, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and this is episode 66, I know, episode 66, uh, I, I I think 66 always, isn't that like the Star Wars thing, Order 66, 60, it seems like such a, some some for some reason that sticks in my head, but but we have to count numerically so we're at uh, episode 66 here uh getting a late start today i was i'll be honest i was stuck watching the end of an exciting football game which is funny because when i get to entertainment news i have something to complain about that really shifted between me putting together the the show outline and uh and actually getting into record so it's kind of funny but i own up to my my own complaints that don't always come out as accurate so we'll get into some of that but of course before well before we get to entertainment news, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, also, head on over to YouTube if you're a YouTube user. Uh, YouTube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Subscribe to our official YouTube channel. All kinds of great videos up there, including these video feeds. If you're someone that only listens to the audio but you're interested in seeing the video feeds, seeing my lovely face and my very purple hair, and my fantastic beard, uh, then do that on YouTube or Facebook. Either one of those is going to have the videos up there. And, of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalShawn, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalShawn. Follow me over on the Instagram. Uh, all kinds of great photos and stuff going on through there. Not all go tell to the wall related, but still good stuff. You know, if, if you're int- pretty much if you're interested in the things we talk about on this show, you're going to at least be moderately interested uh, in, in the at SoCalShawn Instagram account. Unless you're one of those, no offense, like, do you. But I get all these private messages that are, they're either like fake accounts or models. And I'm like, and I know this, it's, they're like fishing with hand grenades. But I get these like, hi. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to have you send me, no, not going to do that. But if you're just posting stuff and, you know, I'll probably follow you back. So get over on that Instagram uh, and of course, most important, all encompassing of those things would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, that is the official website for everything that is Sean O'Rourke Live. Go tell it to the wall, Common Sense Sundays. Go tell it to the brewery, uh, parenting topics, all that good stuff, all right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. So bookmark it and check back often for updates. You're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign. That's right, we have a Patreon campaign up there. Uh, we have quite a few patrons that have been with us for gosh, many of them for years. Uh, so, so if you have the means to do so, please help us out uh, with our Patreon campaign. Uh, or if you would rather check out our merch, get some, get yourself some Go Tell It to the Wall t-shirts and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, both those things will link directly from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. It's right at the top. You don't even have to scroll the website to get just Patreon merch. Do it. Hit it up right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, I said it at the top of the video feed. We're actually on time this week. Uh, well, not on time. On schedule this week. Thought we were going to uh, miss an episode. I always say miss an episode, but not have an episode this week. Going to get into why uh, we, we are actually able to get into the studio today uh, later on in, in this episode because uh, there's some pertinent information regarding that. Uh, and 
also getting started a little late tonight, so we'll see how how long I can last. I'm not. It's funny. I'm as much as I'm used to doing some of these at night on Sundays. I'm like, oh, it's late. It's late, and it's still earlier than uh, we used to do. Go tell it to the wall on Thursdays, and and even some of the other ones we've done recently. Uh, that weren't necessarily Common Sense Sundays. Just for some reason, I get in my head, Common Sense Sundays, and I need to be in here earlier, but that's not necessarily the case. Either way, we'll see see how far we get. But I, I got I got held up uh, by by some, some football happening on TV there. I'll just admit it. I was It got very exciting after being very boring, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, once we get toward entertainment news. Uh, but, of course, before we get to all that good stuff, uh, we're going to talk about some digital trends, things trending on the social platforms for the past week or so, Things that I enjoy, things I find funny, things I want to rant about, and there's definitely one of those this week because uh, uh, challenges, man. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I start to have some faith in humanity, you know. Especially, I think we had a challenge last week that wasn't a, a terrible one. Right back at it this week. I don't know what the kids these days. That's what I should say. Never thought I'd be one of those guys, but I'm like kids these days. What, how, who? Who's even coming up with this shit? Uh, so, but before we get there, today is International Hot and Spicy Foods Day. That's right, International Hot and Spicy Foods Day. Not only national, but International Hot and Spicy Foods Day. I don't know who, who came up with this, but I am very much in favor of some hot and spicy foods. Uh, and it's funny because this is, like, I saw people tweeting, you know, this is every day for a, you know, Mexican household or, or certain households where <laughs> they eat everything spicy, you know. Uh, I love spicy food, and there's and there's certain places I'll go uh, or order food from as much as I love spicy food, uh, and you know, and, and everyone differs a little bit. Love Thai food. I am never ordering the spiciest version of a Thai dish. Uh, same with Indian food. I don't really like Indian food myself, but I would never order the very spicy version of Indian food. You know, so cert- I think certain cultures kind of grow up with uh, with spicy food. Myself being a a Midwest, well, my family, Midwest Northeast Northeast Irish, Midwest Polish. Not a lot of spicy foods, but I, I, I built that up over the years, especially living in Southern California. Uh, and for me, Cholula is life. My my wife likes to tease me because I, I basically eat Cholula on everything. Unless it's Asian food, then I'm throwing sriracha on there. Or if it's Italian food, I'm just dousing it in crushed red peppers. Uh, and, and on top of that, for those of you that aren't aware, actually, I learned this from my Korean roommate years ago who would eat, like, the spiciest ramen and stuff. And just everything's hot sauce. I'm like, man, how, how do you do, do that? And... He turned me on to the fact that it's good for your digestion, and so, you know, if, if you like spicy foods, add more and more to that. It's going to be good for your digestion, uh, maybe also help your metabolism. That's really, I you know, I've talked multiple times over ab- about losing weight over the, the COVID pandemic that we've had here, and a lot of that is, <laughs> I think, because I douse my food in Cholula. My body like, can't take the heat, so it's just cycling through everything. Uh, but either way, enjoy your, your hot and spicy foods today, or any day that you want to, because who cares what... Some dude on Twitter made up like International Hot and Spicy Foods Day, but we're going to talk about it because that's trending right now. Uh, also trending on the social platforms is hashtag Snow. Yeah, Snow, uh, because you know things can't happen in the world really. I think really in this country unless we make up a hashtag. It's like hashtag Rain here in Southern California. Hashtag Earthquake. Everybody. Yes, we know it's snowing. I, I- I've seen the news. I. I don't like to watch a lot of news, but I do stay up to date on things. And I know it's snowing in a lot of places around the country right now. We don't necessarily need a hashtag for it. Uh, but thank God we do have the hashtag to let me know that it's snowing. Because I wouldn't have known otherwise. Right? Because it doesn't exist unless it has a hashtag. Which is funny because I'm not seeing hashtag International Hot and Spicy Foods Day. They're not using the hashtag. It's just Hot and Spicy International Foods Day. Or 
International Hot and Spicy Foods Day. Those would be ve- two very different things because, you know, right now you can eat your own. Yeah, now I'm just getting tangented for no reason. All right, moving along here. Oh, so uh, I'm going to, I want to, I, if you're, if your kids are around listening, I'm going to do my best with this one. Uh, so you don't have to get into a lengthy explanation. Uh, but there's a certain image from uh, this weekend that is floating around the social media world right now. Uh, it does have to do with sports, but it also has to do with something else. Maybe you've seen this one, maybe you haven't. The Bills played the Patriots yesterday. The Patriots were up in Buffalo. The funny thing is, this isn't the first time this has happened in Buffalo. Uh, apparently some fans enjoy throwing a certain item into the end zone up there in Buffalo, New York. Uh, without, just in case there's any kids listening, without using the exact words, I would say this is a a phallic item used... I don't know the exact stats, but I would say predominantly used by females, but maybe not. You can kind of figure out from there. And the, the funniest thing is it's not the first time. And then literally everybody's sharing it on social platforms. I'm not sharing it, but, you know, sportscasters are like, look at this, look at this. And people who aren't even into sports are like, why is there that in the end zone on a professional football field? And, uh, and I didn't, I Got to be honest, I turned off the game yesterday as a Patriots fan. I was like, that is enough of that for my own mental health. I, you know, I don't take it too seriously. It's fine. But it's like, well, I'm not going to sit here and just watch my team get destroyed. Uh, so I didn't see it live on television, but I believe there was a clip live on television of it uh, because it's right there in the end zone. Uh, so if you're interested, go look it up. I wouldn't recommend it. Just know that this is apparently something they like to do in Buffalo. I guess when it's really cold, um, you, you find other, I don't know. I don't even know what the reasoning behind it would be, but that's what they do up there. All right, here we go. This is the challenge I alluded to. There's a new challenge going around on TikTok and some of the other social platforms. Let me get a little sip of water here because uh, I know I'm just... This This one's infuriating. It really is. And I don't understand how these things are even come up with in the first place. Come up with? I don't think that's proper grammar. Who cares? It's, it's my podcast here. But I, I genuinely don't understand where these things come from. And then it catches fire, and uh, and it's something ridiculous. And this particular challenge is called the Sleepy Chicken Challenge. No, this isn't trying to get chickens to fall asleep. Uh, this is a new method of cooking chicken that people are using on TikTok. And there's so many things wrong with it. First of all, it's raw chicken, and what they're doing is boiling the chicken. Yes, you can actually boil chicken. I wouldn't recommend it. It doesn't taste very good. It looks kind of gray. It's... You know, grill it. It's, don't boil it. Uh, but you boil the chicken. You don't actually boil it in water for this particular challenge. You boil it in NyQuil or another type of liquid flu cold medicine. Yes, you do this. And then you eat the chicken. Now, as kids, we all knew, even the cherry-flavored coffee didn't taste good. So you're not doing this for flavor. What they're doing is basically trying to, to I don't want to say get high, but this is, this is, this is something that, like, drug addicts would do, you know? But, of course, it's being normalized on platforms like TikTok, because someone came up with this. And the doctors, this is another one where doctors had to come out and be like, this is not healthy for you. Uh, not only is it not healthy for you, but people are pouring, like, an entire bottle into the chicken and what into the pot to, with the chicken, you know? Usually you take, like, a little cup of it or a spoonful, you know, of the medicine. That's, that's how much you take, not a bottle of it at one time. Then on top of that, what happens is uh, when you're boiling it, all of the water boils out of the NyQuil or other medicine. We're just going to say NyQuil for, for sake of this conversation. 
Uh, all the water burns out of the NyQuil, and it becomes super concentrated to the point that it is not good for you. It could literally kill you. On top of that, the fumes that are caused by boiling the NyQuil with the chicken in it can also cause you to pass out. None of this is healthy for you. And it's really amazing to me, um, and, you know, without getting too far off topic here, I, I talk about this not all the time, but whenever it comes up, because you hear about so many things with, like, fentanyl and, and drugs being cut with something else. And granted, none of this is brand new. However, when a lot of us were of the teen college experimenting age, uh, it was a lot safer to do these things. And I think back on that, because now... I'm like, yeah, no, I, you know, I experimented. I went to college. I tried things. Now I would just say to any kid, don't do that. You know, drink in college. Don't give yourself alcohol poisoning. But you cannot try recreational drugs anymore because you don't know what the hell's in it. That's why they have test kits, fentanyl test kits and stuff. And the other thing for me is I come from, you know, people would put me into the older millennial category technically based on the year I'm born. A lot of people would put me into the Gen X category. Uh, now, being a child of the 80s, I put myself into the Gen X category. I was born very, very, very early 80s. And I think about being a kid, and and not only is this causing such a trend and challenge to blow up because we have stuff like internet and the 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 speed of information. But think back to, if you're of a certain age, think back to when you were a kid, especially if you were a kid in the 80s or even early 90s or even before that. We were terrified to eat Pop Rocks and drink soda because everyone thought your head would explode. Fast forward 40 years, and now we're boiling chicken in NyQuil. It's really astounding to me uh, how many things are wrong with this and the fact that common sense doesn't prevail and say, maybe we shouldn't boil anything in NyQuil. You know, especially, and then doctors have to come out and say, hey, hey, everyone, it's not a good idea to do this. You think? I mean, I didn't really need a doctor to tell me, but apparently we have to have doctors that tell us. This is, this is why we have ridiculous warning labels everywhere, because Darwin. <laughs> and because we have so many warning labels, these people continue to, and then they go, go on to make uh, chicken boiled in NyQuil. So watch out for that challenge. Keep your kids off TikTok. For the love of God, just keep them off of there. All right, one more thing here in the digital trends section that I thought was really funny. Apparently, uh, today is appreci hashtag appreciated dragon day or hashtag dragon appreciation day. Both those are trending right now. I don't really fully understand uh, why we're appreciating dragons. Uh, you know, nothing against dragons or anything, but, I, I, you know, I I didn't see it, feel a need for myself to participate. I think... But I, I fully recognize that, that people want to appreciate dragons. But the first thing that went into my head is, is my kid, my five-year-old, is very much in a dinosaur stage right now. She loves, loves the dinosaurs. And we went to Jurassic Quest down there in Anaheim a couple weeks ago. She's all about the dinosaurs. Her favorite dinosaur is a Triceratops. And about a week ago, I'm having a conversation with my kid. And I, th I feel like we were watching, watching one of her shows. And, and uh, maybe, I don't know, it might have been Clifford or something. Something about... About dogs, and I was like, Yeah, you know, you see, if, if, you, have, if you have a dog, you're gonna have to walk it and feed it and everything else. And she just kind of gives me a sideway look. And <laughs> my brother in law's sitting there, and he goes, I'm pretty sure that means daddy's gonna be <laughs> walk. I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Oh, maybe we'll get a starter pet, you know. So let's see if you can work your way up. We'll get a fish or something. And she goes, Yeah, let's get a starter pet. And I could see the gears working in her head. She turns to me dead in the face. She goes, How about a triceratops? And I went, 
Well, first of all, you cannot get a Triceratops right now because they don't exist. And second of all, even if you could, Triceratops probably wouldn't be considered a starter pet, uh, nor would a dragon, for that matter. Uh, but appreciate those dragons out there. I, I do enjoy some some dragon stuff. Not a, not a ton, I guess, but uh, I enjoy some Arthurian lore. And uh, dragons occasionally pop up there, you know. I know they were in Game of Thrones, and still... As much as I enjoyed Game of Thrones, I, I still look back and I'm like, that sucked at the end. So so I can't say I appreciate those dragons. Like, maybe if they'd spent less budget on CGI dragons, they could have come up with a better story to round it out. But, uh, nonetheless, I don't want to get too tangented there. Let's move right along to COVID updates. Still doing the COVID thing. Ugh. Uh, looks like more and more shows are being postponed. Yep, knew that was coming. Uh, actually had had a show that was happening the end of this month uh, get moved all the way to July. Now, I don't think that's happening for safety reasons. Back in 2020, shows were getting moved months out and then moved again and again. Uh, I think it was partly a scheduling thing. I mean, it's a COVID thing here, but I don't think that they were like, well, we have to move it six months to, to be able to get out of this. It was, you know, so hopefully we're not going to see all of them moved like that. And there are still shows happening. I, I know... Uh, uh, El Marachi Bronx played last night right here at Alex's Bar in Long Beach. So they're still happening, uh, but I think we're going to see more and more of these postponements. Kind of waiting for the uh, the announcement that punk, uh, punk Rock Bowling is going to be moved to September again, which will be fantastic because you have less chance of it being ridiculously hot in September in Vegas as opposed to May in Vegas. Now, you don't know for sure, uh, but I would rather take my chances with September as opposed to, to May because... Better chance of it being hot in May, that's for sure. Uh, and we're getting, we're learning a little more about Omicron now. Um, and scientists have come out and said uh, the uh, the main symptoms of Omicron, which is interesting because it differs uh, from the main symptoms that were kind of coming out when COVID first hit, and even when the Delta variant hit. Uh, so the three main symptoms of Omicron right now that that we have found out are a runny nose, a stuffy nose, which I guess they're very similar, but a runny nose, a stuffy nose, uh, and a sore throat. Sore throat actually wasn't much of a symptom of the original COVID strains that were kind of working their way around everything. Uh, and not as much lungs like the original um, COVID uh, virus that came out. And I think even the Delta was, uh, there was a lot of lung problems going on there. It doesn't mean you, you won't have lung problems, but these are the pre three prevailing uh, symptoms of the current variant that we're dealing with, um, that is Omicron. Uh, so, so be extra extra vigilant of those symptoms if, if you start to not feel well. Um, you know, just be on top of it. Get yourself a COVID test, do what you got to do. And in fact, scientists are now saying, and we've known this, we've known this for sure. Scientists are now saying more variants are coming. <laughs> so start learning that Greek alphabet a little better because uh, you're going to be getting hit in the face with all these different variants. Not literally, uh, but with all the news that's going to come down with more and more variants coming their way. And the, the interesting thing on this is they're also saying, because with Omicron, it has been milder symptoms, um, you know, and, and mostly people who are vaccinated have not had to be hospitalized due to Omicron. Uh, but they're saying there's no guarantee with the with the new variants that will emerge uh, that those will be uh, milder symptoms and, and, and whatnot as far as getting through the sickness. Uh, so we just got to continue doing our part and uh, and and get through this because I mean, we're, we're almost two years into this and I'm sure everybody out there can remember March 2020 where it was like, all right, 
stay home for two weeks, flatten the curve. And here we are two years later, and they're like, what's the new variant going to be that's coming our way? So get vaxxed, get boosted, do everything you can. Because um, to, to, until everyone gets on the same page with this, we're, we're just going to keep getting variant after variant after variant. And, and really, who knows when we'll get through COVID. Uh, we did get an announcement from the president. Uh, they're going to provide at-home COVID tests. Those are going to be available soon. I believe this week. I don't have exact dates in front of me. Uh, but but keep an eye on covidtests.org. You can go right there, and they will send you free at-home COVID tests. The problem is it's going to take about two weeks, which is a little frustrating, I have to be honest, because if you want to get a COVID test and it's going to take two weeks to get there, there's a good chance that you're like, well, I might have COVID, and you try to get a COVID test, and then suddenly... Um, you're already over the COVID, so the test didn't even do you any good, which also strange to me because I've mentioned before that my insurance company will send COVID tests, and they overnight them. I have COVID tests sitting in my medicine cabinet right now uh, because they'll just send them to you. We've used a couple, and I have, have a couple more sitting there because they'll just send them to every, anybody in your household that's insured. They'll send them, and, and it's a test with like two different – it's a box with two different tests in it, so you can actually get two tests out of it. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully they'll – ramp that up and we'll be able to get them um, get them quicker because I, I don't think a two-week turnaround is really going to help that many people. Uh, and, of course, keep wearing those masks. Uh, I got word from my daughter's school district, Los Angeles Unified School District, uh, that they are actually requiring teachers to uh, to wear better masks, like not the cla- cloth masks anymore. There's something on my shirt. Sorry, everyone was watching that. Yeah, there was something. Like fuzz on my shirt or something. Anyway, see, like, I just... I, I'm like a goldfish. I get distracted. Uh, but they're requiring teachers to to wear either surgical masks or uh, more premium masks like the KN95s or the N95s, whatever all those various masks are. Uh, so, so keep wearing those masks and just make sure that you have one of the better masks out there because there also, there's also a lot of, uh, I don't know, if counter, fake, fake counterfeit uh, KN95 masks are floating around out there. So... Ensure that you've got the right mask, get them from a reputable location, and, and actually wear them. Because, again, that's another thing to, to help us get through uh, all of this this COVID and these various various variants. There's a new new band name for whoever out there is looking for one. The various variants. Uh, the various variants of COVID. That's not going away anytime soon. All right, let's talk some mental health. And I will, I will say... It was fun. You think back to two years ago, and it's like you'd hear about people, um, and I lost an acquaintance fairly early on in the pandemic to COVID, but it wasn't near as many as now, and yet again, I have someone very close to me, um, and not like in my face close to me, not in my household, uh, but somebody very close to me that I know well uh, who is dealing with COVID right now, just, just had a positive test a couple days ago. More and more and more people. Um, I, I can tell you, there's probably right now. There's probably more people I know that did have COVID or are dealing with it now uh, than than haven't had it at all. Which is really when you when you look at it that way, it's kind of astounding. Now, the good thing is, thanks to vaccines and everything else, most people I know haven't had to be hospitalized. They've just had to quarantine and and stay away from other people. And and fortunately, the majority of them, with with one exception, who an acquaintance that passed away a week and a half ago, uh, they're they're getting over it. Luckily, which is which is of course a good thing. All right, let's talk about some mental health. I don't I don't have a ton to get into this week, um, but it was there is something that's that's actually been hitting me quite a bit, and so I want to talk about it. And that's kind of understanding and, and accepting 
where your mood is coming from, you know, and every, everyone can be in a bad mood. It doesn't necessarily, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're having a mental health issue or your, you know, your mental, like for me, it doesn't necessarily mean, um, that, that my OCD is putting me into a bad place. Sometimes it is just a bad mood, but it, sometimes you got to step back and really think about what's causing that mood. Uh, because a lot of times it could seem like something silly. And that's what we, we don't want to normalize it, but want to make sure that people are aware of things. You know, th- there's that saying, there's no use crying over spilt milk. But then there's also another saying in the, when it comes to mental illness and mental health, you know, that could be the thing that puts you over the edge. You're not necessarily depressed or anxious or put into a bad place because of something little, but it is everything leading up to that. And that's been myself the past week, week and a half is my patience is much thinner. And, and my wife, will, and she's gotten more and more used to it over the years, but she'll be like, why is this upsetting you so much? And it's like, this isn't upsetting me so much. It's this, 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 this. And this just happens to be, for lack of a better phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back. The good thing is that you can be aware of that. And sometimes when you, when you become aware of it, you can kind of backtrack and, and help yourself or talk to somebody and, and have a better understanding that you didn't, you weren't that upset over something spilled. You weren't that upset over something silly. That just happened to be the final thing. And that's what's important to, to f- kind of try to figure out in the moment. So for all of you out there listening, whether you deal with mental health issues or mental illness or not, this is something to keep in mind. And it can be hard in the moment when your anxiety is just through the roof. Uh, you know, for me, I have a, a huge anxiety centered around uh, uh, sensory overload a lot of times, I, very much so, becomes very challenging with a five-year-old in the house that likes to run around and jump on things and yell and scream and ring the things on her walkie talkie Like, it's just, it's constant madness here. And, you know, it, of course, it's not constant madness in my head, but sometimes it can be. But when you can figure out the root of those things, and even not figure them out, but kind of backtrack and see what's putting you in that in that mode, in, in that mood, you can start a little bit of self-care from there as opposed to focusing on, well, that sucks, you know, this this one little thing, that sucks, you know, or something's broken or whatever it might be. It's like, no, no, yeah, you're upset because that thing's broken, but you're also really upset because we've been in a pandemic for two years. Whatever it might be, it's that awareness. And like I said, it can't be easy. It's not, It's actually, it's rarely easy, but the awareness will help to make it easier and easier as you move forward. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind with your friends too. Maybe that's not something you experience, but maybe you have a friend who sometimes you're like, why are you so upset about this? And they're like, I don't know. And that's, you know, understand that maybe they're going through a lot of other things and it's not that final thing uh, that's really the root of of what's keeping them down or giving them, them anxiety, whatever it might be. Even like feeling claustrophobic. You know, you maybe someone's feeling claustrophobic and you're like, well, this is not, but it's a bunch of stuff leading up to that that's now making them feel uncomfortable. Very important to remember that stuff. All right, let's talk about some positive news here. Let me get a sip uh, from my Go Tell It to the Wall coffee mug. You can get one of those on the merch site right there through com. Pick one of those up and have some common sense coffee in the morning. Uh, we do have availability for a brand deal uh, if someone wants to create common sense coffee. I'm just I'm just saying we're available. Uh, hit up my agent. Uh, don't be alarmed that my agent's name is also Sean or Work. It's, maybe it's because it's me. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a coincidence. Uh, 
All right, some positive news here. This one may seem like a funny one. It's not positive news for a lot of people out there, I'm sure, but probably positive news for most people that listen to this podcast. And I've just been loving it without getting into too much detail or looking into too much detail because I don't care that much. And that would be the Trump-DeSantis feud that's happening right now. Uh, And DeSantis, obviously, the governor of Florida. Trump, unfortunately, uh, the 45th former president, but 45th president of the United States. They are basically going back and forth now. And if you're not familiar with their their situation, uh, very much good friends. Uh, DeSantis did a lot of defending Trump while he was in office. Um, You could say kissing Trump's ass. You could say, you should say, I think. Uh, so, so seeing this fallout is just extremely amusing. Because they'll have press conferences, they'll have rallies and stuff, and they're talking talking smack about one another. Um, and it's extra funny because it's like watching Dumb and Dumber. You know, you ever see Dumb and Dumber when uh, when Jim Carrey and, and What's-His-Face, like, they got into a fight and stuff? And it's really what's happening here. It, it feels like watching toddlers argue. Uh, because everything they say is is just a weird, blatant attack on each other and really not based necessarily in anything. And the extra fun part is you can see where Trump is kind of backtracking on things. Uh, he did get booed a few weeks ago because he said on stage at a rally that he got boosted. <laughs> he got his booster shot. Uh, and he's calling out DeSantis for not admitting he got his booster shot. So it's it's quite the amusing circus uh, that we're watching here. Uh, I love to see the friction, and it's basically going to split supporters, which I'm going to love. I hope they both try to run for the the GOP nomination uh, and and just kind of cannibalize each other as far as losing their their voters. Uh, nobody nobody wins in this situation, uh, but it's still quite hilarious to me. And I'm going to call it positive news because anytime the orange one and that idiot down there in Florida uh, can be made to look like idiots, especially by one another. I'm going to take some joy in that because it is uh, it is quite amusing, I have to admit. Uh, so there's some, there's your positive news for, for episode 66 of Common Sense Sundays. All right, parenting. Parenting. Uh, navigating kids back in school. Uh, LAUSD went back to school this week. Uh, it was a challenge. And in fact, walking my daughter to school on Tuesday, they didn't go to school on Monday. They were given an extra day to make sure they had a, a baseline negative COVID test. Uh, and, and I get, and, and I'll tell you, I'm not a morning person. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm quite socially awkward. A lot of people will argue that with me, um, because I can kind of put it aside most times. I mean, I made a career in talking and, and pretending I'm not socially awkward, uh, but especially in the morning, like I'm walking my kid to school. I'm like, please don't, don't talk to me right now. I don't want parents talking to me. So we're walking up as one comes walking over. She's like, Oh, Hey, excuse me. I'm like, Oh God, what are we going to talk about now? And she's like, oh, I'm such and such from the, the L.A. Times. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> she, Would you mind if I ask you a few questions? So I'm like, fine. My wife and I, and my, my kid was early for school for once, so we had a few minutes. And, and sure enough, they she wrote an article and, and quoted us and everything. Um, but it's it's talking about the stress of, of mainly, that's what she was looking at, the stress of kids going back to school uh, with the Omicron variant just raging right now. Uh, and in fact, looking at numbers from from my my daughter's specific school, uh, the lead up like from when school started until winter break was very, very minimal. Now, lots of positive tests that happen during the winter break. Uh, so this obviously leads to a lot of stress uh, for for any parent out there. In fact, I have friends who who have kept their kids out of school right now. Um, you know, fortunately, younger kids, because that, that's the one thing. I'm in a situation where, 
if my kid, if I don't feel safe sending my kid to school, that's okay because she's not in high school. She's not going to miss pertinent information that's going to keep her, you know, give her a D in a class or whatever it might be. Uh, so it's even tougher for people that have kids in high school, um, let alone just any kind of stress that that is that comes along with with kids and 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 the Omicron variant. Um, and then the added stress of, of people with kids under five. I do have a little bit of a uh, little bit of reprieve in the fact that that she has my my kid has been vaccinated, but kids that are under five can't be vaccinated. Even if even if their parents wanted to, they couldn't vaccinate them. Uh, and we're seeing schools are actually closing for about a week or so. Really starts to get the feel of when the pandemic first kicked off in, in 2020. And all you parents out there, I, I share your, your stress. Um, I am fortunate that that the school for my kid is is very responsible and very on top of things. And as is Los Angeles Unified School District, which, like I said, during COVID, uh, they are ensuring that teachers wear masks, still have weekly testing for all the students. So my daughter, not only do we have at-home tests, but she gets tested uh, weekly. She got tested her first day back at school this week. So so we do have a little bit of comfort in that. Um, and I will say, where if you're a parent, or if you're not a parent, but you're going to pick up kids and drop off kids at school, wear your goddamned mask. I am seeing more of it now that Omicron is running rampant, but back in November, December, parents right up to the gate, kids running in and out of the gate, not allowed on campus still, running in and parents with no masks. Yeah, and, and now I'm seeing more masks, but I'm still seeing parents. They'll be wearing a mask up at the gate, but then they pull the mask down to yell across the campus at their kid. And it's like, do you not understand? Do you not understand why that's a bad idea? So please, 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 parents, anyone out there going to schools to be around children, wear your fucking mask. It's not that hard. You know, it, it takes five minutes to drop off a kid, five minutes to pick up a kid. Wear the goddamn mask. It's not difficult. And that is the frustration that I deal with as a parent. It's like, where where is your mask? What's going on here? Just people don't care. I'll tell you, five-year-olds, man. Like I was saying, my kid is just its constantly running, uh, running around, getting into things. And it, and I'm sure many parents out there uh, can relate. Everything is like pulling teeth. I've joked about this before, but I saw something oh, oh forever ago that was like, you don't know what it's like to be a parent until you have rage-weighted, <laughs> like angrily wait. And I'm like, yep, nope, mm-hmm. Takes 20 minutes to... To put shoes on takes a half an hour to to put clothes on. My kid, my kid just and today it was like we're oh let's go to the park, let's go to the park and and play for a little while. And my kid's like oh no, I'm just gonna sit here naked and 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 read this book instead of putting on those clothes. And it's like okay, we're not not trying to get you to go to school or the doctor. This is so you can go do something fun. Put on the damn clothes. But that's that's basically five year olds. Uh, and then <clears throat> they also very much at least mine does. Uh, We'll freak out about the silliest things. And in fact, the other day, my wife went to Popeye's. Oh, I love me. Love me some uh, spicy chicken sandwiches from Popeye's. And my kid loves it too. She gets the kid's meal. And she loves the mac and cheese. She loves the kid's meal. And half the reason she, she loves, not only loves the mac and cheese, but half the reason she loves the kid's meal is because they give her an applesauce pouch. Parents, you know what those applesauce pouches are. Uh, and, and like an apple juice box. So she gets a juice box and, and applesauce pouch. She lo- loves the stuff. They were actually out of it at our local Popeyes uh, the other night, and and my daughter and my wife went to pick it up while I was doing some stuff around the house. It's not far; so they're going through the drive-through, not taking my kid into the restaurant right now, just because why? Why add that risk? Uh, and she gets real upset at the drive-through, and she tells my wife, 
that's crazy. Let's call the police. And, you know, she doesn't know any better. But my wife's like, what are you going to No, this isn't a call the police situation because she's so upset. But then she gets home and she starts telling me she's real upset. She's like, Daddy, they were out of applesauce and juice boxes. I am so. And she said, just like, I am so mad. I am. We're never going to Popeye's again. I'm just like, okay. And I pointed out. I said, okay, we have applesauce pouches right there. And there's juice boxes in the fridge. So have a juice box and have an applesauce pouch and call it a day. She's still got her mac and cheese. She's still got her food. But that's what she was upset about. But kids don't understand this. Reminds me of the meme where, you know, kids are passing by. And, except this is, like, better. I swear to God, our applesauce pouches are better than the ones she gets. It, but it's the novelty of it. And she actually had a sh- more sugary juice box than the one that they give you. <laughs> it's the novelty of it. I'll tell you, five-year-olds, man. And I'm kind of wait. That's the thing people ask me. Like, they're like people with younger kids. There's and they're they'll say like, "Hey, when uh, when do they start listening? Or when do they stop running around?" And I'm like, "I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't know. Can't tell you from experience because I don't know yet." Uh, and it, and it has an opinion on everything. That's what's great about five year olds and and really any kids around this age is very very opinionated, very opinionated. And there's no way to get around that. And then. Once they get opinionated, they want to ask questions about everything. But it's always, it's like getting stuck in a, uh, in a loop, you know, like a robot getting stuck in a loop or something. And they're, you know, like today, for example, what, what's a keychain? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a chain that you put your keys on. Well, why? Well, it's, you know, so you can keep track of your keys and you can tell which keys are yours. Why? It's like, I, I don't know what else to tell you here. The, the word it's right there. It's a key chain. It's a chain for your keys. But you just end up in this endless loop of like, okay. And then you eventually you get back to like, why is it called a key chain? Look, we just went over this. <laughs> but that's parenting. That's half of parenting right there is just dealing with those things. And these walkie-talkies. So Santa brought my kids. She wanted walkie-talkies. She asked for them. Uh, courtesy of my, my cousin's kids in Texas had some. And she's been wanting them since we were in Texas back in June. And so she asked for him for Christmas. And Santa brought her some walkie-talkies, which are great. Except that now we have to constantly have conversations through the walkie-talkie. She'll sit in her room, and I'll sit in the living room. I did this for like an hour last night. <laughs> trying, to, trying to watch a football game. Which wasn't very good. I turned it off anyway. But I'm just constantly like, Daddy, where are you? I, I'm right here. And it's just back and forth. It's like talking to a wall. It's it except it's it's worse than me ranting at a wall and you guys listening to it. <laughs> it's just constant. And then there's the other fun thing. Here here's what I'll tell you. Um, if if you do get your kid walkie talkies, because we got, and I remember when I was a kid, we'd have some walkie talkies that like literally they could just talk to each other. Uh, but these walkie talkies have channels. And there's already been a couple instances where we're like picking up, for lack of a better word, truckers. I don't know that it's truckers because we're not really that close to like a. I mean, we're close, but not close enough to a major highway where we should be hearing truckers like on their radios, but you start hearing random people. And it's like, wait a minute. I don't need need my kid to be hearing some random conversations, which could be fine and benign, but fine and benign. Hmm. A new go tell to the wall phrase there. Uh, but it can also go really bad if someone's getting on there throwing a bunch of F-bombs and stuff like that. You don't really want your kid listening to that. So just be aware of that if you do... Uh, if you do get your kids some walkie-talkies. Uh, let's move on to some common sense. Once again, my mug does have water this week. Not straight vodka. 
Uh, I will be very much in need of a stiff drink after I get out of the studio today, though. Uh, so, common sense. Wordle. I talked about Wordle last week and how it was taking the social platforms by storm. Uh, I want to talk about it from a common sense standpoint here real quick. If you if you do play the Wordle, enjoy it. My wife's playing it every freaking day. I'm not saying don't play it, but here here's a little secret that I want to... If you're a Wordle player and you're not aware of this, I just want to make you aware. Um, you can play Wordle and not post it after you have played. This It, it is allowed. In fact, I, I had to investigate on this and talk to a couple people who play Wordle because I wanted to make sure that that was accurate. But you can, in fact, play the game and not post your results on social platforms. Uh, this is kind of like the new food pics on Instagram. You know, there, we used to joke around like, you're allowed to go out to eat and not take pictures of your food. You're allowed to play Wordle and not post your results from Wordle all over social platforms. Uh, so just in case you weren't aware of that, now you are. People are still going to post the hell out of it. I go on Twitter, I don't even play this Wordle stuff. I go on Twitter and it's like, Wordle, Wordle, Wordle. I don't even understand what any of this means. But it's all over the place. So just keep that in mind as you're playing your Wordle. Uh, VF Corp. That's right, yes, VF Corp. I know you're all very familiar with VF Corp. Uh, they actually have come down with an employee vaccine, vaccine mandate for all of their employees. For those of you not familiar with VF Corp, uh, they own multiple companies. One of those would be the North Face. Uh, more importantly, they own vans. They own vans. Uh, they have made it clear to all of their employees, both in offices and retail stores, that they will have to be vaccinated by January. I don't have the exact date in front of me. Uh, and, and they will have already starting started letting some employees go who refuse the vaccine mandate. I am going to point out, yes, there are some exceptions, religious and health exceptions. So it's, they're not firing somebody that is physically unable to get the vaccine. Um, keeping in mind that it's such a, I, you know, I hate bringing that up because it's such a small percentage and then immediately people run with it and they're like, well, I need an exception. Like, no, you don't. You, you've been pumped full of vaccines since you were a kid. Unless you have a real medical reason, get the hell out of here. Uh, now, this is really reassuring to me because uh, I have a bit of Vans a bit of a Vans addiction, <laughs> as you know. Uh, I've talked about it many times here on this podcast. And uh, so I, it's going to be nice that I'll be able to go into a Vans store. I haven't been into one in a very, very long time. Uh, I just, I order <laughs> online. That's the beautiful thing. Free sh For those of you not aware, uh, you join the Vans family. It's free. You get points for buying stuff. Uh, and it's free shipping. So it's fantastic. Free shipping and returns. So you just, you just go order on the website. You don't, you're not paying for shipping anyway. Uh, but it will be nice to know that I can go into a van store and, and the people helping me uh, will, should still be masked, hopefully, but, but will actually be vaccinated against COVID, which, which is just kind of an extra little safe thing that makes me personally feel a little safer uh, if I do have to go into a retail store. All right, uh, $13 Fanta, you know, the soda Fanta, that horrible ad campaign. I'm not even going to try to sing it. I know I embarrass myself quite often on this podcast. I'm not going to try to sing uh, that, that crazy theme song from like, I don't know if they still have it. I don't see a lot of Fanta commercials, but it, there was a ridiculous. No, I don't want a Fanta. <laughs> this commercial makes me not want one. Uh, but a, a $13 Fanta seems crazy, right? These are usually like $2, $2.50 for a bottle of Fanta. Uh, but if you get it through DoorDash, you're going to end up paying about $13 for a Fanta. 
this has caught a little bit of steam around the interwebs because people are saying, how is this possible, a $13 Fanta? If you really look closely at the fees and stuff with a DoorDash or an Uber Eats or any of those, not only is the food more expensive that you're ordering than if you were to just go to the restaurant, it's like Ticketmaster. They're like, here's a here's a fee, here's a gasoline fee, here's a delivery fee, here's a service fee, here's a here's a for the hell of it fee. So you end up paying astronomical amounts of money for something silly like a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's going to cost you like eight bucks. In fact, I saw somebody else had said that if you were to order a, a and get an order of French fries from McDonald's and have it delivered via DoorDash, it's like a two dollar order. It's going to cost you at least eight dollars. Eight dollars. Now, obviously. These things are important, and I'm not trying to take money out of the pockets of people who deliver for these uh, these services by any means. And I have ordered DoorDash. Yes, I've done this. I've ordered DoorDash. I, I get through Drizzly sometimes, and I'm paying, you know, although I tend to work that system. Just wait until they have a no-delivery fee day, and they'll give you, like, a credit, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that makes it worth it. Um, but to an extent, you do need to avoid them, especially if... if you don't have the means to spend a bunch of extra money on on getting something delivered. You know, if you're a millionaire, hey, whatever. In fact, there's a, a personality on ESPN Los Angeles uh, who often, uh, Steve Mason, who often gets Reese's Peanut Butter Cups delivered. And uh, it's like, well, you're paying like $20 for, for $3 worth of uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but you have the means to do it, so do it. Uh, but be aware of those things, because common sense says maybe we don't need to spend $13 on a Fanta, you know? Maybe. And that's the other thing, too, is you probably have a friend that lives in your neighborhood, and you can be like, hey, I really need a Fanta, but my leg is broken. Can I give you $5 to bring me a $2 Fanta? You know, maybe that'll work. I don't know. Again, not trying to take money out of the pockets of those people, but of the people that work for those companies, but come on. All right, supply chains. We're all hearing about this supply chain, these supply chain issues, and you can't get what this or that, or... Apparently, there's a Frito shortage in Texas, which was news to me. I was like, really? Fritos of all the things? You know, raising prices and, and all this other stuff. And you see pictures on social social media. Oh, look at the empty shelves in, in Vons and, and Ralph's and whatever other grocery store. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah there's, there's got to be some supply chain issues. The interesting thing with this, and I'm not going to try to spark a conspiracy theory or anything like that. I am sure there are some supply chain issues. I understand that. I live in Los Angeles. I see news footage of all the cargo ships off the coast of Long Beach, where the port of L.A. is located. I'm not saying it's not happening. However, if you go to a retail store right now, specifically like a grocery store or like a pharmacy like CVS, you know, not a small pharmacy that just does medicine, but, you know, those bigger ones like CVS, Walgreens, any of those, pop your head into one of those right now. What do they have set up in those right now? Now, it's January. It's January 16th. I know for a fact that they've that many of those places, at, the, at least the couple I've been to in the past week, uh, have had them set up for at least a week. So we're talking early, early January. And that would be Valentine's Day stuff. Valentine's Day candy, gifts, all those kind of things. Uh, so what's amazing to me is if the supply chain issues are that bad, how were you able to get all of your Valentine's Day stuff in your stores in early January? That's pretty much the earliest that Valentine's Day stuff would ever go up because you're not putting it up in December. You're taking advantage of the holidays and Christmas and everything else. January is usually when Valentine's Day stuff goes up. It's, it's in all the stores. So yeah, there are, there's probably some supply chain issues, but if the stores wanted to get certain stuff, they probably have 
more means of getting it than leaving these certain shelves empty. And again, not trying to start a conspiracy theory here, but why is that? Because supply and demand and capitalism. And they can say, well, now we're going to charge you $30 for this $15 steak because supply chain issues. And you're like, but you have all this, val how'd you get the Valentine's Day stuff in here? How, how did they get it? Did they swim out to the cargo ship? Swimming it back on their backs? No. And good God, I hope it's not stuff from last year. Because technically chocolate doesn't go bad, but you don't want year-old chocolate. It's not going to taste as good. It's not going to kill you, but it's not going to taste as good. I know this for a fact. I worked in candy for a long time. So think about that. <laughs> That's just capitalism to a T. Oh, we have so much trouble getting these things, but we have an aisle of Valentine's Day stuff in January. At least, at least think people are consumers are smarter than that. Maybe wait till the end of January before you start putting the shit out. But no. So, calm down with your supply chain issue stuff. It's definitely more overblown uh, as far as the media is concerned, and all these pictures and stuff we're seeing on social platforms. And if you're interested, do a little more research. I'm not going to go in more in depth into. A lot of the reasoning behind that, but a lot, some of it's been literally debunked. They're like, no, no, there, there's no reason for those empty shelves. Uh, my other favorite thing was a couple, like a week or two ago, really right after the new year, people were posting uh, empty shelves, and then there was even one picture I saw pop up on social media, and it had like one Valentine's Day sign, and somebody was like, yeah, I think they're going to put the Valentine's Day stuff in that empty aisle uh, like in the next couple days, and sure enough, I'm sh I bet that's what was happening. Ah, <sighs> supply chains. I'm definitely not smart enough to understand any of it, but I can tell you, I, with my own eyes, I see the Valentine's Day stuff up in stores. I've, I've seen it in multiple stores over the past week or so. Ridiculous. All right, let's get into some entertainment news. Oh, as we do every week, unless I forget about it, we talk about what I'm currently listening to. And I'm wearing one of their shirts for this episode, if you're not uh, on the video feed. I am wearing my Drowns. Hold Fast shirt. Uh, it's one of multiple Drown shirts I do own. There's multiple Drown, I think. Wait, yes? Yes, there's multiple Drown stickers over here. And for those of you who have been longtime listeners, uh, the Drown's album Under Tension was my personal number one album of 2020. I've uh, been listening to them lately. I've, obviously, I've listened to them for a couple years. I found them in 2020, courtesy of Pirates Press Records, uh, the fantastic record label that I found because of the amazing Barstool Preachers. Uh, oh, and I should mention that, I guess. Yeah, I'll talk about that. It's not on my notes. Uh, but I've been listening to them lately. They have two albums available. Uh, Under Tension, like I said, is their most recent album from 2020. You can get them on all streaming platforms. Go buy the album through Pirates Press Records or purchase the album digitally. Uh, that is the best way to support the band. Uh, and I've been on a kick with them lately because they just recently released their new single uh, called Guidelines of Control. Uh, and they, I believe they are finished recording their next album maybe not finished but they're working on their next album that should be coming out in 2022 and they are currently they had a mini tour across the east coast uh, i believe they were in pittsburgh last night and they're somewhere else tonight i don't have those those dates and locations right in front of me i will say uh, i had a bit of anxiety yesterday because i saw some videos from their gig yesterday in pittsburgh uh very crowded indoor venue I uh, didn't see a single mask, unfortunately. So I'm hoping hoping that people aren't spreading the COVID around there. Let's be smart and wear masks if you're going to these indoor, even outdoor shows. Uh, I was supposed to be at a show today. Would Actually, I'd be 
probably just arriving to a show um, had it not been postponed, but we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So check out The Drowns, both their albums and a, a new album coming out in 2022. They're absolutely one of my favorite bands out there right now. Uh, very nice guys, too. I've, I've met all of them. I saw them. When the hell did I see them? I think December. So many shows, I can't keep track. I mean, if I think about it, but I'm not going to spend... If I spend too much time thinking on an episode of the podcast, then it just goes completely off the rails because I can't think too much when I'm yelling at a wall, you know? Uh, and the reason I'm not at the show right now and get to sit here and, and rant at a wall for all of you wall fans out there uh, is, unfortunately, uh, John Pebsworth of... Uh, uh, Pebs, as he's known, of Buck 09, the lead singer of Buck 09. I'm a huge Buck 09 fan, have been since I was a kid. They are a San Diego staple. I've seen them at least two dozen times just because they were very easy to see when you grew up in San Diego in the 90s. Uh, he unfortunately had a heart attack on, uh, I believe it was New Year's Eve, actually. It was very end of December, New Year's Eve, and uh, and had to go in for emergency heart surgery. Fortunately, uh, the surgery was a success. He's going to be okay. He's going to fully recover, uh, but he actually has had a, a heart arrhythmia since he was a kid. Uh, which has now, because of the surgery, that has caused more problems for his heart arrhythmia. Uh, so it's going to be a long recovery process. Uh, and that's why the show that was supposed to be happening today uh, got postponed actually until September. Uh, and it's the In Defense of Ska show in order to give Pebs uh, enough time to recover. Uh, and the other important thing here is they currently have, Buck09 currently has a GoFundMe running. Uh, I donated a few bucks over there to help out with the medical costs. So if you have the means to do it, Please look up that GoFundMe, uh, help out Pebs with his medical bills. It's you, you know it's I mean it, medical bills are just astronomical to begin with, um, and especially when it comes to heart problems. I know this for a fact because you know I always talked to my dad and, and he has insurance and he my my father's like double or triple insured because he's got you know he's 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 of retirement age so he's got medic Medicare or whatever Medi-Cal or both those or something like that and then uh, my mother still works so she he has private insurance as well but. He still sees the bills from from his heart surgeries and the heart issues that he's had, and he's always like, "Oh, this this was a five hundred thousand dollar thing." So, if you have the means to do it, please please help out Pebs and Buck09. Uh, fortunately, they, he is getting a lot of support from the ska community uh, because, and he's just a great dude overall. All the guys in Buck09 are great, uh, but Pebs, he's one of the nicest guys you'll meet. Um, so please please help him out if you can, and uh, and we're hoping for speedy recover recovery for him. Um, and like I said, fortunately, it, it sounds like he's going to be okay. So it, we're not worried about him not making it now. It's just make sure he has the means to to pay for all of his medical bills because the medical industry in this country is ridiculous. All right, Venomous Pinks, they have also finished up their new... They have finished up recording their new album. They're going to have a new album coming out in 2022. Uh, but we just got word of a local show from them happening February 5th. Uh, they're playing with a few other bands, but they're actually headlining at Characters out there in Pomona. Uh, as long as things start to get safer, I will absolutely, absolutely be out there. I love the Venomous Pinks, um, and any chance I get to see them in Southern California, I take it. Uh, so, so there's a chance you'll see me out there as long as it gets a little a little less scary out there with Omicron. Um, the good thing is, I, you know, today I was going to go see In Defense of Ska. That was outside. What well, would have been mass the whole time outside. I'm, I'm still a little apprehensive to go to a small venue. Uh, inside and 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 be crowded with people, but who knows? I mean, I was doing that a couple months ago. It's just now Omicron is really ridiculous, and and I not only have to look out for myself, but I have to look out for my wife and and my five year old. So I can't be bringing that home uh, to to either of them um, at the same time. So 
Hopefully, I'll be out there. Mark your calendars. Venomous Pinks, February 5th at Characters in Pomona. Uh, we also got some show announcements from Pennywise. Pennywise are actually playing five shows over like an eight-day span uh, down there at, at the Garden Amp, Garden Grove Amphitheater. Uh, I, I'm hoping to, uh, they're all in March. I'm hoping to catch the show on March 12th, uh, mainly because they're playing Full Circle. I really enjoy the Full Circle album. They're doing albums for each show. It's a full album, um, you know, for each five different albums. Uh, but also Chaser is playing, and and as you know, I am a very, very, very big Chaser fan. There's a Chaser sticker right there next to the Venomous Pink sticker uh, on the wall behind me. Uh, so I'm hoping to catch that one. Possibly also going to catch one of the, or I can't remember the exact date, but Sprung Monkey. Speaking of Buck 09, I've actually seen Sprung Monkey play with Buck 09 a couple times um, over the years, and I've seen Sprung Monkey uh, uh, replace Buck 09 on the bill because Buck 09 was unable to play a show before. Uh, so so might try to get out to that one as well. You can buy all five tickets uh, in a package, um, or you can buy individual ones, so, so check that one out. Now, that's March, so things should be better by March. I'm planning to be out there. If you're going to be out of Garden Amp, uh, hit me up. I'll have some stickers for you, and depending how safe it is, you either get a fist bump, maybe a hug, depending on who you are, but I but I should be out there in March. A lot of, and shows are coming up. I mean, they're getting postponed, but we're also looking at March and April and, and uh, May shows that are coming. So so hopefully we'll everyone will get to be back out into the back out into the wild that is uh, ska and punk and punk rock shows. All right, Netflix they have announced a price increase, so you might notice a a slight increase on your on your bill uh, for Netflix. Uh, the there it's it's ranging from a buck fifty to two dollars depending on your your Netflix plan. I believe it's a buck fifty on like the basic plans and two dollars on like the premium. I don't even understand the differences in the plans. I think I I, I don't even know what it is. My name's on our Netflix account because when my wife when my wife and I moved in together, uh, she had a Hulu account. We both had Netflix accounts, and it was like, well, we just need one Netflix account. So remove yours. I've got Netflix already, and 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 uh, so do that. But I genuinely I. I don't even know which plan we have. I didn't. I know we don't get DVDs in the mail. That's one thing, but uh, I don't even know what plan we have. But you might notice that that slight increase. Uh, and of course, no one is going to cancel Netflix because we all need the Netflix. Constantly watching shows on Netflix. I'm still trying to get through Cobra Kai. It's very difficult with a five-year-old around, and my wife can only handle like one Cobra Kai episode at a time. She's like, "That's enough of that cheese." I'm like, "Well, can I watch it?" No, no. I still. I'm. <laughs> she said to me the other night, "She's like, no, I'm in it now. I got to finish it." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so she's like painfully getting through. I mean, she enjoys it, but I don't think she enjoys the '80s cheese as much as I do. Um, but we, you know, gradually and more and more. And Netflix is not the is not one to consider, you know, because they they're completely independent. I mean, Hulu has their own programming and stuff too, uh, and a lot of the other stream. But they're all creeping up closer to the point where it's like, well, what is the math to just get cable and every channel imaginable with a DVR versus having Hulu? And Paramount Plus and and Disney Plus and the 52 other streaming platforms that are nickel and diamond you each month. And it's like, well, which one's cheaper? So we'll see when we eventually get to that impasse, which is probably years away. But it's going to happen at some point. People are going to be like, oh, no, no. And suddenly cable companies are making all the money again. All right, NFL playoffs. That is dominating the entertainment realm this weekend. The NFL is... There were some stats the other day that over, I think, from... When the NFL season started, the top 10 uh, rated programming things, like eight of them were NFL games, and the other two were something like really obvious that you'd be watching live. Now, obviously, and I always say this, those numbers get skewed 
because uh, so many people don't watch live sitcoms. So it's like, well, the, and, and, and even for, like for me, it, well, the NFL is up against a show that I like to watch that, that's live on a network. It's like, well, I'll watch the show on Hulu tomorrow, whereas you really want to, any kind of sporting event, you'd rather watch live. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Um, so, so that is dominating the ratings right now. Uh, and, and I will say a couple things on this. Nickelodeon is back at it, which is really funny because as much as the NFL dominates ratings, they're still always trying to get, uh, pull in other um, demographics. Wow, I spent most of my career in marketing and I completely spaced on the word demographics there, but they're trying to bring in other demographics that aren't really into the NFL. Nickelodeon's one of those, trying to bring kids in there. Uh, and they they've, they had Nickelodeon doing their own broadcast out there in Dallas for the Dallas-San uh, Francisco game. Um, I will say, <laughs> I think I mentioned, I can't remember if I mentioned at the top of the entire episode or just the video feed. I was late coming in uh, to the studio today. I knew I would be because I, and it's funny, I thought I wasn't going to be because I'm watching the part of the uh, the San Francisco-Dallas game. San Francisco's killing them, killing them early in the game. I'm like, oh, yep, here we go. And yesterday, both games not competitive, not competitive. Like one of them kind of started to get competitive at the end, but you're just the whole time you're like, eh, no, it's not going to happen. Um, and then <laughs> definitely not the second game yesterday. Uh, and then today I'm like, can we just get some competitive games I don't, I don't even care who wins. I just want I want an enjoyable product to watch in some sit. And that's why I had written this in my notes right here. I'm like, we're just not getting any competitive games. Well, Dallas made a big comeback, and it came down to literally the last second of the game. So I have to, I got to backtrack on that a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens. There's another game happening tonight, and another game tomorrow. Hopefully, those will be competitive. And and now that my my Patriots are out, which I've, it's been tough to cheer for the Patriots with that racist ass Mac Jones. Uh, being the quarterback for them. Uh, but now that they're out of there, I'll be doing some, which I would have been doing anyway, but now cheering extra hard for the, the hometown Rams as they play a playoff game here in Los Angeles uh, tomorrow. All right, we are about done, uh, but I just want to take a moment. and um, I know everyone's been getting hit in the face this past week with it. I literally walked out of the studio last Sunday, uh, had breaking news on my phone from like, mid-recording of the episode, so I didn't actually know. It happened, I think, during last week's episode, but because I don't I don't keep the phone nearby and, and we don't go live anymore, otherwise people are telling me, like, hey, uh, but I got the news that Bob Saget died. Uh, and I told my wife right away, and she's watching TV with my kid, and she just goes, holy shit, really? Holy, oh my God. And uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you've seen the outpouring of support uh, for Bob Saget. America's dad, really, um... You know, we lose people all the time. Unfortunately, Bob Saget was way too young uh, to pass away. He was 65. He's younger than both my parents. Uh, and, and it's just an incredibly sad thing to see. Uh, but I think it's important to, to hold on to those memories, and at least he left a great legacy. Uh, I was a Full House fan as a kid. Uh, I was very much an America's Funniest Home Videos fan as a kid. You know, before boys and girls out there, younger kids, before the Internet, uh, that's how we got our funny videos, was America's Funniest Home Videos, hosted by by Bob Saget. And then, of course, we all know his appearance in Half Baked, and then you go and look at his stand-up, and you're like, oh, my God, he he is a very versatile comedian because he can play a, a wholesome, heartwarming dad, and uh, and he can also be a very raunchy stand-up comedian. Uh, so rest in peace, Bob Saget. Uh, what's, uh, what's the term? Uh, Hail fellow well met. 
Uh, thank you for the memories, and I just had to take a moment uh, to to recognize that we did lose an amazing uh, presence in Hollywood, um, and and there's not going to be another one like him. And uh, I have fond memories from when I was a kid, and fond memories as an adult of of enjoying Bob Saget, the comedian. Uh, so so rest in peace, Bob, and uh, you know thanks for the memories. All right, that is going to do it for us. Uh, do it for episode sixty six. Don't forget to follow us on the social platforms, uh, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, uh, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean, and of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, official website for everything and anything that is go tell it to the wall, Sean O'Rourke Live, uh, Common Sense Sundays, all that good stuff. And there you will find a link to our Patreon, as well as a link to our merch website. Plenty of time to get gifts for Valentine's Day supply chain issues should not keep that from happening for you so get some common sense merch right there on seanoworklive.com all right uh we will be back next week same wall place same wall time this has been episode 66 of common sense sundays with go tell it to the wall hosted by me your absolute favorite podcast host the one and only sean o'rourke and until next time wall fans common sensors podcast consumers remember no matter what you do no matter where you go no matter who you're with and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.